0: ORCHESTRA PLAYS of CadaverCast. I'm Al Burnham.
1: And I'm CadaverDad Jeff Burnham.
0: And we are coming to you from Frankenstein's Monkey Farm. Today's topic is Critters 4.
1: What's special about this one, man?
0: It's Critters 4. They're invading your space.
1: And what do you mean by invading your space?
0: It's kind of funny, like your home? No. It's like outer space.
1: There you go. That's what's special about this one. This one takes place in space, and that's the thing that people make fun of for hor- like in horror movies because a lot of horror movies eventually have so many sequels that they end up in space. Jason ended up in space. Uh, Leprechaun ended up in space, and it's just kind of that joke that if you have enough horror sequels, that eventually they're all they're all going to end up with you know an installment in space. Except here, if people com- like complain about critters for being in space, critters started off in space. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, it makes more sense here than it does for, say, Leprechaun or Jason to be in space, because the critters themselves come from space. They're and there's...
0: basically space-killing furballs. In the movie, they say they're killer furballs, right?
1: I think the only installment of the series that doesn't have something in space is number three. Is that right? Is there something in space from number three? No. No, nothing in there? Yeah. I mean, the first one started off in space. They came from space, and then you have the bounty hunters in space, and then the second one, you have the bounty hunters in space again, and the third one, we get that capsule from space at the end with Ugg's, you know, projected image, but otherwise... There's nothing in space in number three, as I can recall.
0: But no, no, no. The capsule just, the capsule didn't even drop in.
1: Well, it in fell in. One. Well, in the third one, the third one ends with the capsule dropping in through the ceiling. So we get the projected image of Ugg, and then we get the capsule through the ceiling. But that's it. That stuff isn't even in space, though. So
0: Yeah, so like four, everybody knows it's all in space. There is zero things on Earth.
1: Um, except for the opening, which is, again, which oh. is like the same stuff from 3, again, yeah, like that the ending. ending. So, yeah, what's what's going on in this movie?
0: So, there are these guys in space trying to get back to Earth.
1: Yep. They're like, uh, space trucker kind of guys.
0: What did you say? They're like mm-hmm. space truckers. Uh, what are space truckers?
1: Like, people who are hauling around cargo or something. I don't really know exactly what they do, but... They seem to me to be the kind of people who haul cargo around space, like supplies from one planet or one spaceship or one space shuttle to another, like space station, you know, that kind of thing. I think that's what they do.
0: Yeah, and these guys basically are one of them, and the kid is tracking. It's very weird. It's like, it says August 2000. Um,. I forgot
1: Okay, I know what you're saying. I know what you're talking about. Um, In the beginning of the movie, we're told that... Well, first, it's in Kansas in 1992, which is the stuff from the end of Critters 3. And then we skip ahead to 2045. But then we couldn't make any sense out of this because there's a kid in the movie. He's the engineer of the ship. And when I say kid, he's like a teenager. But he's the engineer. And he's got a calendar that has them... According to the calendar being in the year 2342 in August of the year, which is obviously not 2045, later in the movie he also reiterates that it's 2045, but the calendar says August 2342, and when he's looking at the calendar that says August 2342, he's been crossing off the months leading up to August 2342, and he's looking at the calendar and he says 20 more days, but according to the calendar, it's 20 more months. And that would have them get to Earth in 2344, according to his calendar. I don't know what's going on there. We were very confused by this whole deal with the calendar.
0: Yeah. It's not like the calendar's a big shot. What? (laughs) What?
1: (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. You're being a goofball. So what happens with these people in space? Like, give, give me a quick, like a quick overview of the narrative. Insofar as you understand the narrative, that is. Did you figure out what was going on? No. Okay, what's the gist of it? What did you understand? Not step by step, but like, what did you understand about the story?
0: I understand that they're in space and they crash into, like, where the bounty hunters came from.
1: Okay, kind of. I
0: guess, kind of.
1: Kind of. Because Ugg is in this. Um, And I think this is what you're talking about. Ugg is in it again. Uh, The main bounty hunter from the first two movies. He was modeled after the rock star Johnny Steele in the first movie. He comes back in this one, only he's called Counselor Tetra. And he is like working for or running a company, a space company called Terracore, which is somehow associated with the Intergalactic Council, which is what the bounty hunters were working for in the first place. So he's working for them. Uh, what does he have to do with these space truckers, though?
0: He's telling them, "Where are the eggs from the critters?" Basically.
1: Yeah. So he wants the critter eggs. Where are the critter eggs?
0: They're in the space shuttle. Not, not in the space shuttle. They are hatched, I
1: think. No, no, no. They're in the capsule.
0: No, the the ones in the capsule capsule hatched.
1: Eventually, eventually, yeah. But I mean, like the setup is that the space truckers have the capsule, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: what's in the capsule?
0: Critter eggs.
1: Critter eggs. What else is in the capsule?
0: Critters.
1: No. Yeah, I mean, inside the eggs, sure. What else is in the capsule?
0: I don't know. Charlie. Charlie, right. he comes out.
1: Our recurring character from all of the movies, Charlie, played by uh, Don Opper, if I'm not mistaken. Barry Barry Opper is the producer. Don Opper plays Charlie. Yes, yes, yes. I'm correct in that. Brothers, as it happens. I think I mentioned that on one of the earlier episodes. But Charlie's back, um, so we've got him. The crazy thing about this movie, and I was pointing this out to Alistair during it, is that the cast is incredible. It's got a great cast. It's got um, Angela Bassett, who was in most recently and most notably Black Panther, but she was in a ton of movies when I was growing up, including um, a movie that I liked a lot when I was younger called Vampire in Brooklyn. I don't know if it's any good. I haven't seen it in years, but I liked that one a lot. And then it's got Anders Hove from the subspecies series. He played Radu the vampire. And then Eric Darre, who played Leo Johnson in Twin Peaks and was also in Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 3, which is directed by uh, Monty Hellman. And then, you know, most enjoyably for me as a horror fan here, Brad Dourif, as well he is uh, the computer guy on the ship I guess for lack of a better explanation or a like more the logical guy, term.
0: the computer one
1: yeah he he the runs one the with computer the, glasses. the ones yeah the one with the glasses he voiced Chucky hmm, okay. except not in the latest one that was Mark Hamill who played Luke Skywalker in the new child's play. but in all of the other child's play movies, Brad Dourif voiced Chucky. Cool. yeah so there you go. it's a big cast big deal but we've basically gone through the plot. They've got the eggs. Counselor Tetra wants the eggs, sends them to a space station. Critters get out. People start dying. Counselor Ugg shows up. Again, Counselor Ugg. Counselor Tetra, who is Ugg, shows up at the end. What's notable about Ugg this time around, though?
0: That he does have these, like, um Darth Vader-looking stormtroopers.
1: Yeah, he's got his stormtroopers. But um, what about him, though? What's notable about him? So he is he's not just a bounty hunter anymore. He's like a he's like a businessman, right? Mm? But what's notable about him? What's changed?
0: That he's bad.
1: Yeah, Ugg's a bad guy this time around. This really upset me when I was a kid to find out Ugg was a bad guy all of a sudden. Oh man, when I saw this when it came out on VHS, uh yeah, it was about your age. It really upset me Ugg being a bad guy. How did you feel about it?
0: I actually thought it was kind of cool.
1: It's smart. It's a it's a good twist. It's the biggest thing that happens in the movie. Like, I'm not upset about it being in the movie. I think it's actually pretty smart, like a good way to change it. Yeah. But I felt like, you know, like Charlie, like you lose a friend. Because Ugg was always the best.
0: Yeah. And Ugg was basically the only actual bounty hunter left since Lee died.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Charlie ended up trapped on Earth. Yeah. Oh man, so that's a big bummer. But what did you make of the movie overall?
0: I don't know what you mean by that.
1: I mean, like, did you like it? I mean, what are your thoughts? Because that's the basic plot. So we've covered all of that stuff. What What's your opinion of the movie?
0: I felt really good. I think it was a good movie. I like that we got to see, like, a baby, baby critter. Mm-hmm. The baby one.
1: So you like the baby critters?
0: Yeah. Like the baby baby one that just hatched.
1: Yeah, the, it's like in an incubator.
0: Yeah, and it was so cute. It was like, Whoa.
1: And it had the little teeny tiny little nubby arms. Yeah. And it
0: was pink. Yeah,
1: and it didn't have any of its hair or quills or anything on it.
0: Yeah. So, that happened.
1: <laughs> yep, so you liked that. What else did you like?
0: I liked that. Let's see. I liked the... Critters with, not the baby, baby critter, but the baby critters. Like, the ones, the tiny ones with their... Like the ones that butts. come out
1: of the capsule?
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, those ones.
1: but of course you weren't able to watch that scene when they came out of the capsule. Why not? Yeah, I what only happened? saw
0: them sneak up, but... What,
1: did, what happened then? What did you do?
0: I put a blanket over my face. Uh-huh. Since, like, they were eating him and one jumped into his mouth... Like, the leader, I've heard... What was he? Uh,
1: Rick, the captain of the ship, played by Anders Hove.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you didn't watch that scene. You covered your eyes for that. There is a scene of Rick very lasciviously watching the pilot, played by Angela Bassett, in silhouette through the uh, sort of shower... Not shower curtain, like the shower wall? I mean, really gross-o scene. And Al covered his eyes during that. But not a ton of stuff happens in this movie. It's about a half hour before anything really happens. They find the capsule. You've got the space station that they land on, and it's abandoned. And then Charlie comes out of the capsule, and then the critters come out. But Charlie is gone from the movie for 30 minutes, and we don't see the first critter for 36 minutes. When the first critters come out, They kill Anders Hove in about the most disgusting way anybody gets killed in the entire series. It's pretty horrifying. As Al said, the one jumps into his mouth and it starts eating like the inside of his mouth. It's disgusting. So this is maybe the least family-friendly movie we've ever done on the show, considering the two major things that happen first, Al couldn't even watch. So... Yeah, I don't know. Definitely, I would say avoid this one with your kids. What was interesting is that, and I don't know if you were watching the special features with me, Al, but the producer, Barry Opper, was talking about how his kids have all seen all the um, the first three Critters movies, but he'd never shown even his nine-year-old daughter Critters 4. Wow. Yeah, so that puts you a couple years ahead of the producer's daughter because it's really not a a fun movie. It's not a kid's movie in any way. It's not family-friendly per se, and even when it is family-friendly, it's only because nothing's really happening um, that is of interest to kids. I know a lot of people don't like this movie, but I I like it well enough because, I mean, I think it's got a really good cast. I like the ideas underpinning Counselor Tetra and TerraCore's plan to use some kind of creature to take over planets as, like, intergalactic real estate. And And then then
0: take them over. Yeah,
1: this, like, greedy capitalist thing. I like that story, but that's not really part of the story. There's just a lot of ideas here. Um, It's made on a really low budget, so the sets are pretty impressive in that regard but uh i don't know not a not a lot happens that yeah. al could watch or was maybe terribly interested in i mean did you like the stuff where they're just flying around in the spaceships no okay
0: so here's one of the interesting things they found this driver's license it expired in 1993 but since he was gotten the capital in 1992 he didn't know that it was way ahead of 1993 yeah, 1992.
1: Charlie, you're said, talking about.
0: Yeah. And he said it expires next year. It actually expired a way long, long time ago.
1: Yeah. And Charlie realizes that he's been in the capsule for 50 years. So basically everybody he knew is probably dead. Yeah, no, that's a part I always remember. That's something that stuck out to me even from when I would watch it as a kid. That's a bummer. I've said my piece about the movie maybe not being family-friendly. It's got swearing, it's got gore, it's got a, some, a bit they of nudity. For, for but PG-13,
0: they say a lot of the F-word. Yes, lot. they
1: do. Absolutely. They
0: say the, the F-word a lot.
1: Yeah, I was surprised by that. I mean, it may only be a couple times, but there's quite a bit of swearing.
0: Yeah. And sometimes the S-word, S-H-word. Uh-huh.
1: Yep. This is a hard PG-13 Thanks to, I would say, the Anders Hove death, and then the stuff that's going on with the captain and things, uh, which again, Al didn't watch either of those. He covered his own eyes, and uh, this wasn't an instance of me going, "Al, cover your eyes." He just did it because he didn't want to see it.
0: Also, oh, Ashley, I forgot what I was he going to say. Keep going.
1: Yeah, there's uh, seven total deaths in the movie. Five of those are, and this is just to, I guess, explain how little really happens in the movie. Because there's so few people in the movie, there's only seven deaths in the movie. Five of those are critter deaths, but only two of those are on screen. So, really, the critters do very little in this movie. Did you notice something else the critters didn't do in this one?
0: They didn't shoot their quills.
1: They didn't shoot their quills. Good call. I didn't think about that, but that's a good call. They did not shoot their quills. Absolutely not.
0: They weren't funny.
1: Yeah, there, there it is. They had the one line about, like, I'll go pack the ship, you go get the kids. And that was the only critter joke, really?
0: Since, like, the kids were basically eggs.
1: Yeah. But what is it about the critters that you like in the other movies?
0: That they're funny, basically. And, like, I like Blackie. He's like, ah!
1: Oh, in the third one?
0: Yeah, Blackie. He's the only critter that has names.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So even in the third one, the critters are funnier. Did we get a Hungry heifer scene in this one? No. Did we get anything like the kitchen scene in... No. The third one? Did we get anything like the scene in Bradley's bedroom in the first one? No. What do we get instead?
0: Scary stuff.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So it's tonally very different. It's a really different movie. And I can see why people are put off by it. I get it. Where does it rank for you in terms of the four Critters movies?
0: Should I do, like, the whole list?
1: I mean, you can, sure. What's your number one? What's your favorite?
0: One, that would be three.
1: So you still like three the best, okay.
0: Then number one, then two, then four.
1: All right, so it's right at the bottom. I think that's... I might say that I like this better than three, but not by much. I mean, if I like it better, it's just because... It's got Brad Dourif and Anders Hove and Eric Daray and Angela Bassett. I think that stuff, like that alone makes it worth watching because it's got a really good cast.
0: Yeah, so the only (laughs) ones left are the teenager, the kid, and the only cast name I remember, Angela Bassett.
1: You mean Charlie, not the kid? The teenager is the kid?
0: The teenager, I said Charlie.
1: No, you said the teenager, the kid, and Angela Bassett.
0: I mean, (laughs) I mean... The teenager Charlie and Angela Bassett.
1: Yep, they're the only ones who make it. One of the other things that they talked about in the special features that if you're wondering why this movie is the way that it is, is that they ran into limitations with the Critters. And I don't know, again, if you caught this when I was playing the behind-the-scenes, Alistair, but what happened is the Kyoto Brothers, they were given money to do 3 and 4. 3 and 4 were filmed back-to-back and kind of simultaneously. So they filmed in the studio back to back. They filmed all the studio stuff for three, tore down the apartment stuff, built the space station, then filmed that in the studio while they were off shooting on location for three. So I think that's why the fourth one has a half hour without Charlie, because I think he was off shooting the on location stuff for the third movie while they were filming the first basically half hour of Critters 4. I think that's why that happened. But by the time the Kyoto's went to work on 4... They had changed the script for four and they'd already spent all of the money that they'd been given working on three and had planned for four. But then everything changed for four and they weren't able to accommodate it. So there's um, a a definitive lack of Kyoto magic in terms of, you know, special gag creation for the fourth one. But also apparently the Kyoto's weren't even on set for the fourth one, really. That was their assistance. They had to go work on something else. And I'm not sure what they would have been working on exactly. Let me pause this and see if I can figure it out really quick.
0: We're back.
1: Here's what I think I figured out. In 1991, they released Critters 3. 1992, they released Critters 4. But they were filming them at the same time, okay? The other movie that came out that the Kyoto's worked on in 1991 that would be a big production that is of note is Ernest Scared Stupid.
0: Oh, right.
1: So I think they left Critters 4 to go work on Ernest Scared Stupid.
0: Oh, that's what it is.
1: I think that's what happened. That makes sense to did me. Did
0: the Kyoto's do all of the Ernest movies?
1: No, they just did Ernest Scared Stupid. I don't think they worked on any other one because, I mean, they basically do puppet stuff and the other Ernest movies, as you've at least seen from Ernest Goes to Camp, you know, that doesn't have puppets so or any kind of special creature effects. You're right. So, what else do you have to say about all critters for here, man? I feel like I've been doing a lot of the talking. Even I have when I've deferred. Anything. Okay, even when I've deferred to Alistair and then just waited and, and I cut those parts out of this episode, I guarantee. Uh, he's come up empty handed. Why is that, do you think? Why do you think you have so little to say?
0: It's not a good movie.
1: Not a good movie? No. I thought you said you liked it at the beginning of the episode.
0: Yeah, I liked it a little bit. But it's not that good.
1: It's definitely the weakest of the four critters in terms of critter stuff.
0: I was like, "Yay, another critters movie!" Ooh, it's in space. Sounds fun.
1: You know, and I think some of it is. I think the space stuff is. I like the I like the it effects is. shots. I like the space station set. I like looking around the set and seeing what they used cheaply as space station things. There was just like totes. There were totes all over the place. That you would buy at, like, Target or whatever. Just gray, big gray totes all over the place. Like, sci-fi space totes. And then there was in the loading bay where, you know, the ships connect to, there was a garden hose. Like a wheel, like a roller to, like, roll up the garden hose. I don't know exactly what you call those, but it was, like, one of those with the handle that you spin to roll up the garden hose.
0: That's funny.
1: Yeah, and it was just sitting there like sci-fi space thing <laughs> when it's just for garden hoses. <laughs> we have one of those in the backyard of our apartment. What? Yeah, it's, uh, I I enjoy that stuff. What people find to like throw on sci-fi ships to make them look futury.
0: Oh, that's funny. So, should we wrap up?
1: Well, I mean, we haven't done our segments. <laughs> do you want to do those? Yeah. Do you want to? Did you want to talk about the theme at all? Did you want to add that into the segments here?
0: We talked about the theme.
1: What was the theme?
0: That they were in space trying to get cargo, basically.
1: No, that's not the theme. That's the plot. The plot is the things that happen, right? The theme, remember, and this has been a problem for you in your homework, the theme is what it's about. What's the message? What's the lesson? So what do you think the lesson? And this is something we we might turn into an actual segment, identifying messages. So what do you think the message is here? Huh. Hmm. Think about what happened in it, right? Think about the end of the movie. You've got Ugg. Ugg's trying to do something really evil with the critters. And think about what happens as a result of the things that he's trying to do. Maybe there's a message there. I got it. Okay.
0: For the end, don't be greedy.
1: Don't be greedy. Very good. I would say that is accurate. That is a that is an accurate assessment of one of the major themes of this movie. Don't be greedy. If you are greedy, what what can happen?
0: Actually, I saw this on a poster at school. It says okay. greed leads to chaos and destruction.
1: Very good. That's an excellent theme for this movie, Alistair. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Greed leads to chaos and destruction. Good connection there between this poster that you saw at school and this mm-hmm. movie. Because does greed lead to chaos and destruction? Because
0: De- in this movie, they are using greed to destruct things, like destroy.
1: Yeah, they want to destroy planets. But who else gets destroyed?
0: Ugh.
1: Ugh, who's the greedy one? So it's not just chaos and destruction for other people, who is it also for?
0: The one that's being greedy.
1: Yeah, so that is a powerful theme. Does that make you appreciate the movie anymore? Yeah, I think so. I think that that's a good theme for a movie to disseminate, to put out into the world. And so, you know, that is something that I appreciate about it. Like I said, I like the ideas of this movie quite a bit. The idea that here's this hero of the earlier movies, suddenly a villain, you know, he's been out of the picture for years and years and he's a counselor in the intergalactic council and he's greedy and he's trying to wipe out planets for real estate You know, that's a huge shift. The story behind that's really interesting, even if it's told sort of in the background of this, you know, running around a space station movie.
0: Yeah, I think, actually, I think I changed my list a little bit.
1: Yeah, did you? Mm -hmm.
0: Four and three switch.
1: You're going to put four as your favorite?
0: No, no. Three, no, 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 it was, no, I mean, I mean two.
1: Oh, you're going to put two all the way at the (gasps) bottom of the list? All right. All right. It's your list. Mine. I don't know if I said it on the last one. Mine would be probably two, then one, because they're both really close. Uh, But I think two, just because it's such a good sequel, like a shockingly good sequel, maybe edges it out because it's a lot of fun and it's bigger ideas, but they're really close. They're practically neck and neck. So if I'm watching one, I'm probably going to say one. If I'm watching two, I'm probably going to say two is my favorite. But then... Maybe four, than three? But again, those two are close as well because I like the cast of four. I like the ideas in four. Three is a pretty run-of-the-mill story. People in an apartment building with critters. It's got better critter stuff, but I like the ideas in four better, even if the execution isn't as strong.
0: Actually, no. One is at the bottom, then four, then three, then two.
1: Two's at the top. Mm-hmm. Your list is wildly fluctuating. Holy cow! So maybe maybe it'll fluctuate even more when we get a chance to review Critters Attack.
0: Yeah, and the new Critters.
1: Next binge, new binge.
0: Critter, the new binge.
1: Yeah, we we have to watch that. We were going to record it. Uh, we we're going to record part of this episode about that, but we just didn't get a chance to watch it yet. And uh, Al's got to you know start up some uh, fun stuff for the summer. And that starts tomorrow, so we had to get this recorded and we just didn't have a chance. But maybe we'll talk about it on the Critters Attack episode. Um, We'll be reviewing that, hopefully, uh, if Al can watch it or whatever, or if we get it in in time, uh, sometime in July. So keep an eye out for that, Critters Attack. Okay, so there we go. Um, There's our new segment, What's It About? Tentatively called that. We'll try to come up with something more clever. Or if you have an idea... For what our thematic element segment should be called. Why don't you leave a comment? That would be good. Leave a comment on uh, Facebook or on SoundCloud or wherever you find this Twitter. Leave a comment. Tell us uh, what you think it should be called if you have a clever idea for it. We haven't really thought about it. This is a really last minute edition. Um, You want to do Beastly Best? What do you think the Beastly Best is here?
0: (sighs) Oh, at the end when he froze the critter and Mm -hmm. just kicked it.
1: And it, like sh- and it shatters.
0: Into pieces? Yeah. yeah, that was the last critter.
1: Yep, that's a good bit. Uh, also, I do think that the Anders Hove death with the critter in his mouth is pretty incredible. It's disgusting. You didn't watch it. But so. it's pretty horrifying. So I might give it to that as well. So yeah, this isn't, uh, again, a family-friendly movie really at all. Uh, like, so then were you spooked? Did you no. get spooked?
0: Yeah, the part, the first part that I didn't watch.
1: The Anders death? Uh-huh. I would agree. That is the spookiest part of the movie, for sure.
0: I knew you would probably say that since I didn't watch
1: it. I mean, clearly, experientially, that happened to be the spookiest part of the movie. In the room, you could sense it when we watched this.
0: Yeah, I can hear like a... Nyam, nyam, nyam. Like- <sighs>
1: Okay, do you think we should get wrapping up here? Yep. What should our listeners do if they want to stay informed about what we're up to?
0: Uh, You can follow us on Facebook at the Critters and Creeps Club.
1: The Cadavercast Critters and Creeps Club. Yeah. <laughs> get, get that on there. I don't know if there's some other Critters and Creeps Club on Facebook, but the Cadavercast Critters and Creeps Club on Instagram. Where are we?
0: Cadavercast?
1: Yep. CadaverCast on Instagram. We recently went to Woodstock, Illinois, where Groundhog Day was filmed and took a bunch of pictures there, posted a lot of those to Instagram. So you can see that if you follow us on Instagram. We are also on Twitter at
0: cadaver underscore cast.
1: Perfect. And you can email us at cadavercast at gmail.com. If they want to support us and become patrons and have access to exclusive content, including a brand new episode of Cinemuck, that is my uh, Patreon-exclusive show that just went up, where can they do that and put money in your college fund?
0: Go to patreon.com slash word salad.
1: There you go. And because it's the summertime, we should have more time, uh, especially in the month of August to record a bunch more Patreon exclusives with Alistair that will be going up over the course of the last half of the year. And I'm going to keep up with the Cinemux. So there you go. Yeah.
0: Should we sign out? That's on you. You've been listening to another episode of CadaverCast. I'm Al Burnham.
1: And I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. Thanks. Thank you, everybody.
0: We love you. Nyam, nyam, nyam. do